From Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 195. It's made possible this week by Pingdom, Skillshare, and Smile. I'm your host, Stephen Hackett. Uh, I'm back this week from jacket shopping, and I'm joined, as usual, by my two co-hosts. Uh, hailing from London, England, we have Mike Hurley. Did you get a good jacket? I did. Good. It's good. I I wasn't actually jacket shopping, but it's fine. Uh, and we also have Federico Vitici. Hello, Federico. Hi, how are you? I'm good. It's a big show this week. WBDC mm-hmm. starts in just a few days. We're going to get to that. Next, uh, I say a little housekeeping right off the top. Next week's episode will be live at the Hammer Theater in San Jose, California, for our lovely ticket holders. That episode will be out in the Connected feed uh, early Thursday Pacific time. So that's that's the goal. So don't, it won't be out Wednesday. It'll be out early Thursday, and it will have the Connected segment and then the other stuff we're doing in the live show. So be sure to check that out. I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Can I make my special request now, considering we're talking about the live show? Sure. I have a special request I would like to make to mm-hmm. the audience, to people coming to the live show. Uh, this is a really big deal for us um, because we've worked really hard. Stephen's worked really hard uh, on getting everything together, and we're very excited about it. And I want to ask of the people coming to see our show, I, I want to ask for something from you. It's, it is to help me live out a dream. Uh, I want to feel like a rock star. It's, I think we've all felt had this in our lives, right? Surely at some point in our lives, we've always wanted to feel like a rock star. I used to be one. Federico used to be one. <laughs> so he doesn't need it. Only I need this. You can do this for me. I just need your energy. Like when we're coming onto the stage, like when everyone's coming out onto the stage, you know, we're we're doing it in a couple of groups, two segments. So when we come out, just give me your energy. I want to feel it. I want just that feeling. I've never been in front of an audience this size before. Please, just the energy is what I want. So I ask Mm -hmm. that of you. I I know that this, I really don't want to have to do that thing where I'm like, I can't hear you. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. Please clap. (laughs) Please clap. Just give me. Give me the energy. It's all I ask of you, and then you will all be my best friends forever. Thank mm-hmm. you. You can throw pieces of clothing. You can throw flowers. No, no on throwing. Stage. No, 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 no throwing. throwing. Just no. noise. Noise is all I want. Just noise. Well, okay. We'd like That's to use this bad. venue again. Please don't <laughs> take your clothes off. Yes. Keep your clothes on. So what you're asking for is basically like a standing ovation. Like you want to be praised from like the 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 deepest parts of our audience's hearts. They can stay seated, but aside from that, yes. <laughs> Everything you just said. Can it be like one of those motivational events where people go and they like they, they yell and they clap and they follow like this teacher on stage? Can you be that kind of teacher? Well, you're people... the teacher. <laughs> teacher, teacher. Teacher, teachers. I think you're thinking of faith healing. That's a different... What kind <laughs> I don't want to go that for... far. We don't need to go that <laughs> We're not far. doing that. Okay, no. okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah, so I, I I will say as well, uh, if if you can't make it to the show, uh, but you see us around, if you're in San Jose, if you're there at WDC, come say hey. We love hanging out, meeting people. There, you know, we we may have goodies on us. If you have a connected T-shirt, I believe that it was promised that Federico would give you a high five. Yes. So lots of yes. Uh, lots of exciting stuff. It's a very fun week for all of us. But there's follow up to be done because mm-hmm. we have to do follow up. We cannot eschew from tradition. No. 
Can't not even on uh, Christmas Eve. WBDC Eve. WWDC Eve. WWDC Eve. That's a different thing. WWDC Eve. It's some kind of like conference for conference for liars. The the worldwide deceiving conference. Maybe that's what happened to Airplay Two. You know, it came out of WWDC Eve. We're all deceived. Uh, so, uh, where do we start and follow up? We start with this iPhone case thing. You got the case. When did we, was this? Two weeks ago. It's two weeks ago. We spoke about that Indiegogo for the Spigen. Yes. Uh, iMac G3 iPhone case, and you got yes. yours, and immediately made a YouTube video about it because obviously, why wouldn't you? Right? Like that makes a lot of sense. Because I'm a YouTuber now. Uh, smash that like button when you go to Stephen's page. Smash it, please. Like, destroy the yeah. like button. Subscribe. Um, and subscribe the bell. but also the like button and and bell him and uh it was uh you ended up actually liking the case more than i expected you would i thought when you posted that video it was just gonna be like you were just gonna be really upset and down about it but you ended up mm-hmm. not being to the extent even though like, i watched the video and even watching the video i was like he clearly doesn't like this like <laughs> but but it ended up that you did and i was quite surprised about that yeah i think where i come down is that i like it as an object but i don't want to use it as an iphone case because it's okay. kind of thick and like it's, it's real, it is it is crazy slippery like <laughs> it is there's no grip or texture to this thing at all so i think that for me like in watching it I don't understand why they did it the way that they did it. Like, with it being that... Ru- I had no idea that thing inside was rubber. Like, a rubber case, which looks like a like a motherboard, basically, right? It looks like internals. Mm-hmm. Then you put this, like, clear translucent plastic on it. Like, I think I would personally like it if they just made a rubber case that had, like, a translucent layer on top. And that you could... Like, so it was way thinner, but it was all rubber, like silicone, that's what I would like. I, th- I think having this like huge three-piece thing, it's too big. It's too big. Yeah, it's it's bulky, and like there's an air gap in there, so like you get a little piece of dust in between the rubbery part and then mm. the the plastic. Then you got like debris in there. <laughs> also, I, I know I would be taking that off all the time. So, um, so yeah, I mean, if 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 it's something that you're interested in, like it's a good case, it's well made. I have no doubt that it offers a lot of protection, but. It's not quite for me, this is but it is beautiful. Yeah. I'm keeping it because I think it'll be fun to have it on for special events. This is like a Halloween costume for your phone. It's not a case. It's like a whole thing that you put on. Uh, looks nice, but it's too much. <laughs> iPhone cosplay, sort of. You know? Yeah, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That works. Things 3.6, because now we talk about every version of Things, uh, has a whole host of external keyboard shortcuts for the ipad i watched this video they did and read through the mac stories article i mean you can do like is there anything you can't do with the keyboard federico it seems like everything is wired into a shortcut now there's a couple of things that one of them i think it some kind of system limitation so you cannot um change dates and times from the native ios date picker you know the little scrolling wheel yeah uh, that's mm-hmm. not keyboard controllable and um the other is that um if you have a uh, task with a note and the note contains a link uh there's no way with the keyboard to say um open this link in safari so you need to tap the link with your finger uh there should be there should be like an open link command honestly uh, but those are the only two um things that i uh, that i couldn't activate with the keyboard um it's really um 
it's really impressive what they've been able to do. It's not just, a, as I argued in the story, it's not just a keyboard shortcuts, uh, because a bunch of apps have them. And if you look at apps like Drafts, for example, or the new OmniFocus 3, which also came out today, they probably have more uh, in terms of like sheer numbers, that there are more shortcuts. But it's the idea of letting you select, for example, multiple items, letting you move selections around, and also the the fact that every menu, every button, every option you can select with the keyboard. So it, it's kind of like the, the Apple TV um, focus engine uh, where you can highlight even though you don't have a mouse with the cursor. Um, it's, and it's a similar idea, right, that even though you're not touching the screen, you can still highlight, you can make selections, and you can do stuff with them. And there's also the feature called Type Travel, which allows you to just type. It's literally like you open the app, and any screen you can press down on, any key in the keyboard, and it starts searching without having to activate like a special search mode, mode beforehand. And you can just travel to what you're looking for. So you can open a project or a task or, uh, you know, you can open an area, for example. It's really well done, and I would love to see Apple doing more more of this. Um, I was talking to a few people on Twitter. For example, Apple Notes, it allows you to navigate... um, around with the keyboard mm-hmm. you can open you can move between folders and notes but it's not the same kind of deep keyboard control that we're seeing in things for example um i would love to have this kind of concept in system features like multitasking or uh you know bring in an app from spotlight let's, into slide over let's not let's not talk too much about things we might like to see let's you know Hold those back for a little bit later on in the episode, sure. maybe in case okay. you're potentially ruining someone's picks. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay. Like, like Mike's, it seems like. <laughs> I mean, you're free to use it's it. Not, I have a whole list of But it's not just things. about you, you know. We can, we can maybe potentially get to that very, very specific maybe thing later on. Maybe this is a maybe. tactic that I'm using. I don't know. You, you mm. will never know. You will never Fushing know. all my ideas out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost annoyed by how good a name type travel is. Name type travel yeah. is like that yeah. is very good naming. I like that a lot, man. Things breaking my heart, just breaking my heart. I miss my, every day I look at it and I'm like, oh, look at all the fun, fun stuff you're doing. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. So you're still using Todoist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still using Todoist. I don't remember the exact reasons, but there are reasons, but I don't remember what they were. Because after the last time we spoke about it, I did give it a, a, a more of a try, and there was a co- there was still a few things where it just it just wasn't working for me. I think it was stuff around like reminders and also Stephen's problem, right? Of like repeating tasks, doing them early, like stuff like that. I realized it was just going to be too much of a of a struggle for me to try and bend it to my system. Um, but it does, I'm keeping my eye on things, right? Like I'm keeping my eye on it. I'm seeing what they're doing and there is a potential future for me and things, I think. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Should we take our first break? Let's do it. 
All right, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at Pingdom, the company who offer uptime monitoring and web performance management. You're more familiar with Pingdom than you may already know because they're helping to keep some of your favorite sites accessible and online. Companies like Evernote, BuzzFeed, Netflix, and Imgur, these, all of these companies, all of these sites, they use Pingdom to make sure that they're keeping everything running nice and smoothly. Websites are so sophisticated now and have so many different moving parts. There are maybe contact forms or e-commerce checkouts or logins or search functions. It's not a case of whether your website just goes down anymore. Any of these things can break and you wouldn't even know about it and it's going to cause problems for people trying to come to your site. So you want Pingdom to be able to check all of that stuff for you. They'll make sure that all of these interactions are working properly and if there's any problem, they're going to let you know before anybody else will. All Pingdom needs is the URL that you want to monitor and they'll take care of the rest. It is so easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now and you'll get yourself a 14-day free trial with no credit card required so you can see just how simple Pingdom is to use. Then when you sign up, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get yourself a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and Relay FM. So before we get started on our uh, WWDC Happyometer, uh, there was some iOS updates <laughs> this week. Uh, iOS 11.4 has snuck in just under the wire uh, with AirPlay 2 and iCloud Messages, uh, or Messages in the Cloud, has just come out. Um, now, Federico, as the individual amongst us with more than one AirPlay 2 speaker, what are your impressions of using two HomePods with iOS 11.4? So I only play with it for like 15 minutes um, mm -hmm. because I it was late yesterday and then today I, I just came back home to do this show. Uh from my uh, initial tests, it's really well done. So I tried with Siri and I asked um, on my... So I updated them both. Uh, I did not create a stereo pair uh, because I'm not sure that I want to... Uh, because they're not located in the same room and I'm not sure I want to do that. Yeah, I feel like the stereo pair stuff works if they're in the same room. Otherwise, you're not going to yeah. get all the music clearly, right? Like if you have them in yeah. other parts of your house, it's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. So what I did is I asked Siri to put the music, the, the song that I was that I was listening to on a, on the other device, and to just control music playback and change settings like volume, mm -hmm. and it all worked very nicely. Um, it was fast. Uh, for example, when I was listening to a song in the kitchen, and I said, "Put this on in the bedroom too." And it took like a couple of seconds um, to not only to put the the song on the other HomePod, but also to jump ahead in the current position, so to put them in sync, right? Because of course you don't want to have a song like thirty seconds in oh, and the other weird. just starts. Um, so you so hear it, it, and then it starts playing, then it jumps ahead. No, it doesn't. You don't hear the jumping ahead. That's what I was saying. It takes right. a couple of seconds to say okay, and then you can hear the song with the correct position in the other room. Right. Uh, so it, okay. it's all invisible. But you know, those couple of seconds, I understand why it takes a little longer than maybe you know just like one second. Um, yeah. What else? I tried to change the volume. So doing things like I was listening to the same song on two HomePods, and I said, put the bedroom at. 40% and it changed from my kitchen and so the kitchen HomePod took the command and changed the volume of the other HomePod in the other room um, yeah it I mean it it's it basically did everything I asked for on first try 
um, without any weirdness that is usually involved with Siri. Mm-hmm. And it was fast, it was stable, um, Sylvia approved. So, you know, uh, it, it's not too technical. Everybody can use these commands. Um, and I also saw the control center integration. Now you can, you have like the drop down menu and you can basically like you can use these checkboxes to select multiple sources at the same time. Yeah, that so looks you cool. Can... I like that UI. Like it, it finally makes more sense why they made the UI the way that they did. It does make some sense. <laughs> so yeah, I I have nothing bad to say about it. If anything, it worked uh, it worked really well. Um, I'm considering the idea of a third HomePod. There he is. There he is. Of course he is. Of course he is. Uh, so I'm, I'm I don't I'm not saying that I'm gonna leave a corner in my bag when I'm coming to WWC just for a HomePod. <laughs> but if somehow a but corner if, in the bag is left, I mean I had nothing to do with it. But exactly. You know. Exactly. If things move around during the flight uh, in the bag, it's not my fault. So, yeah, it's uh, it works uh, works really nicely. Also, um, messages in the cloud is now available. It is really interesting to me that you have to manually turn it on, and you don't even get told about it when you update. There's like there's no splash screen, nothing. You have to go into iCloud in that really bad. UI of the menu, right? Where mm-hmm. the way you get into iCloud is by tapping your own name, which is that's so confusing. I don't know why they did that. Um, you know what I mean? At the top of iOS settings, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. such a strange thing. And then you have to just turn on messages. That's it, and that's how you turn it on. My assumption is they don't want everybody using this yet. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're kind of expecting people that know about it will use it now. But like they're still, they've obviously had problems with this. I think they're still kind of like scaling it up by not turning it on for people and not telling people about it. So they'll only get a percentage of their user base turning it on rather than everybody. That's my assumption because it is weirdly Mm -hmm. hidden and not even made reference to. Um, My messages are still uploading and downloading. I have no idea how long this is going to take. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it's currently moved like something like 17 gigabytes or something. Uh, I have a lot. I don't delete messages really. Yeah. Um, And I would say that currently uh, my devices are more out of sync with each other than they ever have been. Which is fun. Uh, It's Mm. just they're coming in slowly, right? So, like, messages are coming in on my iPad, but my iPhone's not seeing them yet. And it seems like it's taking a little bit longer for that to fix itself. I'm going to say that's fine because something's going on, right? Like, there's all this stuff is happening. So, I'm going to wait until all of my messages have been uploaded and downloaded, like, until those progress bars stop showing up before I pass any judgment. Because I do have multiple multiple gigabytes of messages and it's all flying around all over the place so i'm just going to kind of wait um it also isn't on the mac yet which is kind of kind of funny to me as of this recording yeah there was no there's no mac os update um mine synced overnight you know it tells you hey you know be sure to plug in the phone plug in the ipad i've got 22 gigs of messages now synced to my iCloud account and i mean so far i i don't think i've used my ipad enough today to be able to tell you Definitively, oh, things seem faster, things seem better. But uh, at least for me, the the syncing situation seemed to go 
seem to go pretty smoothly. Um, I'm very curious to see how this plays out. If it if it really means things will stay in sync, if it will get rid of the deal where you know, Mike, you tweeted the other day that you opened up your MacBook Pro for the first time in months, and it took you know 25 minutes for messages to come in. That is still probably going to be the case. But, you know, hopefully they've made these apps smarter. We don't get a notification for every single one of those, right? That if it knows it's been read somewhere else because it's syncing now, it just sort of silently files them in and then you open messages and they're all there. So I am hoping that this is uh, a step forward for messages. I think we've all been frustrated at times when things uh, fall out of sync because you know you saw something but it's not the device you're on and you can't make it show up. Like we've all been there. And um, so I'm hopeful that this, this works. Yeah. I did have a thing yesterday where some messages, I had like five messages in a conversation on my Mac and three of those messages are just not on any of my iOS devices. You know, again, it's fine. I am just waiting until it's done. Right. Cause some of my, two of my devices I think are still uploading and downloading. So like, I'm just going to wait for that to all be finished and then I'll pass my judgment. Um, I'm, yeah, I obviously it's taking some time for me. I don't know why, but it just is taking some time. It didn't finish it overnight. It's still doing whatever it is it's doing. Um, also, the WWDC app was updated, as you would expect. I mean, there isn't really anything crazy of note here. The 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 icon design is wonderful. I love it. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Yeah. Um, it's kind of borrowing, you know, obviously is in line with the WWDC kind of artwork that we've seen so far. L- lots of shadows and lots of uh, 3D and stuff like that. You know, some people get really upset if you say things like, I really like this 3D effect because if you liked the flat design, some people think that you're not uh, allowed to also like 3D. Uh, some people on Twitter get really upset by this. It's like, oh, you liked iOS 7? Now you cannot also like this. It's a mm-hmm. betrayal of uh, thought. So, Well, uh, I do, and I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> They've got lots of cute session template names right now, as you'd expect. Lots in different languages this time. I don't know if that means we're going to have loads of localization sessions or they're just being kind of extra cutesy, right, by, by putting them in other languages. I, I have no idea. Um, and the ADAs are back. They're not being held in a secret room in the background anymore. <laughs> it was like an alley out back last year i think that's that is literally what happened last year <laughs> so there will be a ceremony i think it, it's on monday or after the state of the union which is too bad because there's a you know uh the we're going to the atp folks i think so but it's good that there's an mm-hmm. event again it feels more official and uh, they, they are um, giving awards to iOS, macOS, TV, all the platforms, tvOS, watchOS. I mean, I, wa- I really want to see who wins the tvOS Apple Design Award. Um, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Amazon winner. Or YouTube. I reckon it's going to be YouTube. Everyone loves that YouTube app, right? It's a great app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you do. So I do. I actually you do. You think it's fine? Well, I think it's better than what there was previously. <laughs> That's how I feel about the situation. Okay. <laughs> well, so, yeah, there's an event. And uh, we will celebrate the winners, as usual. And commiserate with the losers, too. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're going to take a break in a moment, but before we do, let me set up our WWDC happy happyometer. Now, we just did this last year kind of randomly um, where we basically, instead of picking what we think was going to happen, 
we do want to talk about things that we would love to happen. Some some things, maybe some small, some big, that if Apple announced them in the keynote next week, we will all be really happy. That's the idea. I mean, you can hear predictions everywhere, but we just want to talk about the things that would make us the happiest. Um, last year was, I think Federico was the most happy, I was the middlemost happy, uh, and Stephen was the least happy. However, after all of the teasing about a deeper and more open iMessage framework, I think Federico came away the least happy, but that's a, a matter for another another time um this is so basically the way that it works is we all should be picking things and i think we all have that is not necessarily what we think is going to happen these are not our predictions these are things that will make us happy but this time we are going to grade it on the teachy scale so uh, our live show we're going to be talking about who was the happiest so this time, we're, and then we can all be happy with each other. You know, if Stephen quote-unquote wins, he'll be the happiest and we'll be happy for him, right? This isn't a strict competition as such. At least that's not how I'm playing it. Maybe my two co-hosts are going to try and smash me to pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're going to be grading it on the teachy scale, going from nightmare all the way up to best I love you. Um, and the, the person closest to best I love you will win. I don't expect anyone is going to get best I love you, which I think is probably going to be a clean sweep, maybe. Uh, but I don't think anyone's going to get there. But we're going to see who's going to get closest, and that person will be deemed the happiest person at WWDC. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, you are taking two very complex scientific mm-hmm. scales, the ha- the happyometer and the TG scale, and we're we're putting them mm-hmm. together. And and look, science and mathematics, they're not absolutes, right? It's messy. It's messy. It's messy. There's mm-hmm. edge cases, and there's things we don't understand. There's quantum physics involved. It's a very complicated system we're building yep. here. This is, it's very, very complicated, but, but very, very amazing. I am going to put in the show notes uh, something that I think is a little bit of work in progress right now, but will I reckon will be completed uh, by the episode next week. Um, the wonderful Rosemary Orchard, who's a, who's a fantastic connected listener who's in our live chat room right now, is building an interactive happyometer scale so you can go along and pick with us and you all be scored it's going to be kind of incredible so i'm going to put that in our show notes so uh you can go along and and you can you can score it all out yourself steven are you going to make a pdf version maybe uh yes there'll be a pdf uh in the show notes for this episode of our choices so you can have that and uh be so prepared. that's all there. It's all going to be there for you so you can follow along with us. Um, there's lots and lots of things that you can grade and, and you'll be able to work out if we're happy. I'm expecting that the happyometer is not something you're going to need to worry about grading live. I, I think you might be upset like <laughs> overall if you're, if you're waiting for all of these things to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the happyometer, what you're saying is it'll make you sad in real time. Possibly. Who knows? I mean, we have no way of knowing because nobody knows anything about WWDC, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. All right. We should probably get into it, but let me thank our second sponsor of this week's show before we do, and that is Skillshare, the online learning community with over 20,000 classes in technology, design, business, and more. A Skillshare premium membership gives you unlimited access to high-quality classes, leaving you free to master must-known topics. It's a great way to improve your skills, unlock new opportunities, and help you do the work that you love. Maybe you want to learn a little bit about how you could be more productive. Well, they have a course called Productivity Today, which will help you 
manage your attention in the digital age and help you make more of your time. It's probably something we could all do with from time to time. Or what about understanding web development? They have a course all about that so you can learn the basics of putting together your own web projects and get the skills that you need to explore a career in web development. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for connected listeners. You can get two months free of Skillshare for just 99 cents. Yes, that is 99 cents. Just go to Skillshare.com slash connected and you can get yourself two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. That's Skillshare.com slash connected. Head there now and start learning today. We thank Skillshare for their support of this show. All right, so um, Federico, as being the happiest person to leave WWDC last year, uh, is going to get I? the first pick. Well, that you, you, you were the winner of the happy. Um, well, again, no winners. We, we're all winners. Uh, you were just the happiest I, person last I year. Was, you had, you got the I, most things. I won the happiness. That's what you I won did. all of the happiness, and then we were happy for you. Yes, we're doing four categories: iOS, Mac, hardware, and other. So we're picking the two major platforms, hardware, and then just anything else, which was the same as we did last year, too. Mm -hmm. All right. So for iOS, which I suppose will be version 12, I would love to see um, a complete notification overhaul. Mm. I think it's time for the iOS notification system to grow up, to get a new design, and to get more options to better organize, manage, and trim your notification list. Um, there's a bunch of ideas that Apple could implement. Um, uh, for example, bring back the old grouping by app option that Mike really loved, or yep. you know, just give users a way to uh, filter notifications more easily. Um, you, they could implement something similar to Android where you have notification channels. So they're like something more important goes to the top of the list and something that is less urgent stays at the bottom. Or there could also be a new design for alerts and notifications that interrupt you and that come up from the top of the screen and suddenly you cannot tap navigation buttons in title bars anymore. So... I think it's time for Apple to redo the entire notification, not the framework, but the design and the notification center, whatever it's called. Uh, what's the name of the thing? The cover sheet? <laughs> that. So, yeah. Uh, they sh yeah uh, the <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard that name in nearly a <laughs> in year. In a long time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the cover sheet... Um, I think it's time to, you know, right now, if you look at notifications, it's just an insanely long list of messages that all look the same. And um, and I think even if Apple, you know, this is not something that is a groundbreaking new design or like redesign home screen. No, just make notifications better uh, because right now it's not working. So improved uh, or actually notifications overhaul, a new new design, new system. So I had picked a variant of this. And I'm just going to throw it out there. This is not my pick, but just like to kind of build on yours. Um, I have had this dream for the last week <laughs> of a workflow for notifications. So like use, using everything we know that the workflow team created to kind of create this new complex system, you know, where you can kind of use their idea of drag in and drop in to, to build a system of like, these applications can bug me during these hours and these applications yeah. can use badges on Wednesdays and you know, like really allowing me to get deep into it if I would want to. That, that would be almost my dream situation at this point. <laughs> that would be amazing. 
So um, kind of building on that a little bit, my pick is going to be, I want to know what happened to the workflow team. Uh-huh. Why did Apple buy workflow? That was my there pick. There you go. <laughs> I, I, you, maybe you got one of mine. We'll see a little later on. Um, I want to know what happened to the workflow team. I, I don't, we're going to have to just decide how we know this, right? Like if if we see something and we're like, oh, okay, that looks like it could have come from that team, right? This is just the thing we're going to have to decide upon together. But I want to see whether their stuff gets integrated into another application. If workflow becomes a part of the operating system in a more fundamental way, maybe Mm -hmm. we get workflow on the Mac. Like, I don't know what it is, but Apple bought that team, kept the product going for a reason. And I want to see some idea of what that reason was. Like, it would appear to me they didn't just hire the team because they're really talented. Because if they did that, they would have just been swallowed into the company and workflow would have got shut down. Yeah. As that you know, as many other th- times this type of thing has happened, but the workflow app stuck around, and I feel like there must be a reason for that. Like in the same way that like Shazam didn't get shut down, right? Because yeah. Yeah. the Shazam app and that functionality can be used in other places, so they'll keep Shazam going until they replace it in the operating system. So I want to see something about what happened mm-hmm. with the workflow team yeah. and to build on this again this is not my pick it was going to be one but mike uh, mike had it first uh there's so much that workflow could do or could be from HomeKit and siri integration to mm-hmm. an actual um framework for third-party apps to communicate with each other so that developers can stop using url schemes and have like an actual system feature for automation uh there could be integration with the home pod you can make you know uh, custom commands for your home uh there could be some and of course the mac uh could be the new automator on the mac mm-hmm. um i really i really hope that you get this wish mike because i also yeah. want to know uh it, literally it's uh, it affects my my business because i have a section <laughs> in my newsletter where i explain workflow and i would love to know if apple plans on keep doing workflow or not mm-hmm. so uh i'm hoping alongside you mike that we will get this wish all right, Stephen, what's your first iOS happiness wish? <laughs> <laughs> Mine is consolidation of gestures. Oh, so we have oh, fancy. competing Ooh. gestures on the iPad oh, and the iPhone. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, nice. I see now. It's like Stephen wants one gesture for everything. Like one swipe just pulled down different ways means you get notifications. Anyway. Yeah. One one gesture to rule them all. You have to just work out what I want. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of how it feels now. Uh, so just uh, just cleaning that up, you know. So I think this could mean you know control center is is and multitasking. Those things are just consistent, but just like spending some time in that arena, making it more fluid to move between an iPad and an iPhone, because right now that like, they do the exact opposite things in some cases, and that's. Uh, it's not a great user experience if you go back and forth a bunch. So just sort of cleaning up the gestures in iOS would, would make me happy. Yeah. So in your mind, is it like changing them or just picking one and applying it everywhere? Yeah. I mean, I think if the end of the day, if it's simpler to move between the two, then like how they get there, I don't think is as important. I mean, you know, that's like, it's happiness, Mike. It's not my exact yeah. specific pick. It's... 
No, I, I'm I'm not trying to like catch you out. I'm just wondering, like, what in your mind, what is the 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 best solution? Like, would you want all new gestures, or would you like them to, for example, just take the iPhone ones and apply them to the iPad? I don't know, because I don't like I don't like Control Center on the iPhone 10, so that that's what spoils the whole thing for right. me. Right. So maybe like a mix above, maybe a mix above. Yeah, yeah. You know, put it all in the pot and see what comes out. All right, Tichi, go for your second iOS pick. All right, so there's just so many that I would love to, so many features that I would love to see, but I got to pick one. And I'm really torn between two of them or three of them. I'm going to go with the one that I put first in my note because it feels right. I would love to see. So uh, keeping in the theme of notification overhaul, I would love to see an improved and more customizable Do Not Disturb. Mm. Um I feel like just like notifications, uh, do not disturb as just the bare minimum amount of options for users. There should be more control. There should be more ways to say, I want to get notifications from this app, but I don't want to be disturbed by this other app, or I don't want to be disturbed on these days of the week. Uh, And there could be more filters, stuff like, Send me notifications if I'm home, do not disturb if I'm, you know, at the restaurant or do not disturb if I'm at the office or whatever. Location filters could be an idea. Another could be, and you tweeted about this a few few weeks ago, Mike, um, a setting to say if I'm, you know, watching a video, uh, mm-hmm. there should be like different behaviors for notifications and do not disturb. I just think it's time to get more granular controls for do not disturb. Last year we got do not disturb while driving, which is a nice idea, but it, I think Gray on Cortex said it feels like a like a hackathon, like something it's put like together a weekend by, project, like which a weekend felt project. So harsh. <laughs> 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 but it kind of encapsulates uh, do not disturb while driving. It's a nice idea, but I want to see much, much more. So uh, an, an improved and more, if I were to sum it up, uh, improved and more customizable do not disturb. I feel very confident about this one. It's good. I think this is going to be one I for sure. So. I, I feel confident about that. I feel like I'm going a little bit more out there with mine. And it, I think that's fine. Because I'm going to pick one now that, like, I don't think this is going to happen because it hasn't happened. And I don't think that this is one of those, like, the keyboard shortcuts thing. I just think Apple is never going to do this. But if they did this, my happiness level would be through the roof. I would, I think we'd, I would automatically score best I love you if they did this. Okay. The Whoa. ability on iOS to change default applications. Oof. <laughs> Do you see why I feel like I would get this like automatic score? Because it feels almost imp- impossible at this point. But the, just the general happiness this would bring to my everyday life would be like unsurmountable because... Mm-hmm. There are a lot of applications that I think on iOS do a great job of trying to do this where Apple won't, right? So, like, an application like Slack will let me choose to open in Chrome or, you Mm -hmm. know, I can in Airmail, I can open in Chrome or I can use, like, some applications to open in Airmail and stuff like that, right? Like, there are a bunch of apps that try their best to, to use URL schemes to do this for me, but I just want it to happen right like i just want to be able to 
never have to open Safari if I don't want to. I want to have to never open Mail if I don't want mm. to, or mm. the podcast app, or whatever, right? Like, the third-party app ecosystem is so rich and is the reason, in my opinion, that the iPhone is as successful as it is because the apps are so good. Yeah. I think it is time that Apple need to just accept the fact that they don't necessarily make either the best applications for every use or the ones people want to use the most. And I think it would make a lot of their users very happy if they could change their default applications. Do I think they're going to do it? No. Mm -hmm. But do I want it? Yes. I said this before and I'm going to say it again. I would love to have this feature. What I think is more likely is that you're going to be able someday to change the default apps for SiriKit. So when you say things like remind me to, I could see how Apple might say in Siri you can you can change reminders to things or to doist um, so that you don't have to append the... That would be like a slap in the face to me if they did that, right? <laughs> that would be decent on the touchy scale at best. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> we have so a big announcement I can today. See... We're going to let you change default apps in, in Siri. Siri. <laughs> it's like that my favorite gif the heartbreaking gif of ralph wiggum from the the simpsons you know like where bart's like doing it frame by frame so you can see the exact moment where his heart exploded yes. that would that would be a live view of yes. me people just yes. get up and leave the uh leave oh, the come room. on that's what you just hear from the back that's me from my yeah. hotel room you can hear it on the stream <laughs> So it's my turn to round this out, and I'm surprised that this is still available uh, because, A, I think it could be likely, uh, but, B, I think it would make all three of us happy, and that is system-wide dark mode. Oh, I didn't even put that on my list. A way for iOS and third-party iOS developers to easily and then, you know, hopefully consistently enable uh, dark, dark modes. So I have... As, as everybody has, I've seen the apps that I use since the inclusion of the OLED display in the iPhone X slowly add uh, dark themes. And most of the apps that offer them, I use them. I've, I'm using it in TweetBot. I'm using it in a couple other apps. Um, and uh, I've come to, to that way of life. And I would like to see that available in something like Messages or Mail, which is just blinding yeah. white light. So I think, uh, I think you know, the iPhone X with the OLED display could be... Uh, could be a win there from the 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 looks and the energy perspective so system wide dark Mm, mode i hope that you get that because i would love that that would make me very very happy we now move into the mac right and so we're doing this around round robin you got lots of mac picks over there oh yeah it just just, uh notes is full of uh ideas yeah yeah So. so one of one of my one of my picks I'm I'm going to remove because we've kind of already spoken about it, which was workflow for Mac. But I figure that's probably in my iOS one, right? I, I, would we yeah. count that, right? Because yes, was, yes, yeah, that's well, signs of life. All right, then I'm gonna I'm really gonna I'm gonna swing for the fences in this one. I can't believe I'm doing this. Shared app platform. <laughs> it's like nervous laughter. <laughs> We figure it's going to happen at some point. It's probably not going to be this year, but I'd really like it if it was. Um, I I feel like as an iOS first person, 
I would get a lot of benefit out of this because a lot of the applications that I use on my iOS devices could then, in theory, be brought to the Mac more easily. So one of two things will happen. Either A, I will have more apps available to me that I'm used to using, or B, there will be more consistency amongst the apps that I use. Um, and for me, personally, either of those is a win. Um, do I think that maybe this WWDC will see us get what is being referred to as marzipan? No, I don't. But we might see the beginning of that, right? They might say, hey, we have this thing. It's more like UIKit, but for the Mac. To like more easily let iOS developers move stuff over. Um, and and uh, you know, again, we'll decide depending on what they announce, if they announce anything, as to whether that would count towards this. But this is something that I would really like to see because I would love to have more consistency amongst the applications that I will typically use. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great. And I think it's a win. We've talked about this. It's a win for people who aren't iOS first as well, right? There are iOS apps that I would like to have mm-hmm. available to me on my Mac when mm-hmm. I'm at work all day. And uh, nope. and they're not. So I think, it's a, I think it's a win for everyone. And it just comes down to, you know, a million questions of details. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think that'd be great. Yeah, like, like even something like an Apple Music app. Because then you wouldn't need to use iTunes anymore. Like you'd just be able to use Apple Music. You know, like just stuff like that is even like it's not even just to help indie developers. Which whilst it would, I don't think it's even just for that. Like there are, there would be significant benefits to this, which is why I think this idea, this marzipan rumor, really latched on with so many people. All right, uh, I will stay with the theme of bringing things to the Mac that are on iOS. And uh, I'm going to say HomeKit support for the Mac. There's no Home app for the Mac. Siri for the Mac doesn't, can't do anything with HomeKit stuff, which is just Mm -hmm. mind boggling to me. And, uh, you know, people who have a bunch of smart home stuff or stuff in their office and they're at the computer, they should be able to execute commands on those things without having to pick up their phone or iPad. So uh, it seems like something, especially they could slot into Siri, you know, and, you don't have to bring all the setup stuff. Like I understand that, that that that's not really doable because all these apps are iPhone only. But at least control of existing HomeKit stuff should be uh, should be available when you're at a Mac. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I agree that it would be good. I just I don't know if I think that it is like the the route that they're going to go down. Right, like I, I really feel like that they're that potentially the more kind of like party line is just get a HomePod. Yeah, maybe. Right, or like just use Siri because you've always got a device around you. Just use your Apple Watch. Right, like I feel like they are the things that would be considered like the company's thinking. But I agree that yeah, that strategy maybe isn't completely perfect. That it might just be nice to be able to scroll over to notification center and turn on a human light. All right, Federico, what's your first of many Mac picks? Okay, I would love to see from Apple a recommitment to the Mac App Store. Oh, gosh darn uh, it. Uh, some kind of relaunch or redesign or, I don't know, policy changes, but a recommitment to the Mac App Store as a, 
as a service, as a platform. I would love to see some developers, um, you know, on stage bringing back their Mac apps to the store. Uh, and I could see just how the Mac app store has languished for so long and it deserves the same treatment that Apple gave to the iOS app store last year, which means editorial creation, which means more frequent updates um, means collections it means that if you're featuring an app on the front page it doesn't stay in the same position for like three months as is the case right now because the Mac App Store in its current state is basically abandoned um, I want to see Apple say we, we got a lot wrong we listened and now we're confident that we're bringing it back in a, in a better in a better state um, I would love to have a place where I can go and find quality stuff because right now if you go to the Mac App Store and if you search or if you browse the top charts, it's full of these terrible web apps and wrappers around web sites uh, that install like little utilities in your menu bar that you pay $2 for. Nobody wants that. Um, I want to see... It is kind of funny that there's... There's so much crap in the Mac App yes. Store. Yes, like the, yes. the best Mac apps it's brutal. are still downloaded from the web. That's kind yeah. of strange. Yeah. The, and many of them were in the Mac App Store and then left because of this problem, uh, which is something they've got to address. Yeah. I should say, obviously, there are there are good apps in the Mac App Store. I don't of mean course. every single one, but like a lot, a lot of the stuff that you will use every day is either yeah. not in the Mac App Store or they have a non-Mac App Store version, which sometimes has more yeah. features. And I mentioned uh, policy changes because Apple needs to accept the fact that if they want to keep the Mac, the Mac, uh, so powerful and extensible and versatile, they need to give some, you know, there's some concessions to be made to developers in terms of stuff like sandboxing, for example. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have the best and the most powerful applications on the Mac App Store, you need to put developers in the position of making those apps for the Mac App Store, which means... I don't know if relaxing restrictions is the, is the correct um, phrase and concept, but find a way through either new APIs or, I don't know, some other technology to allow folks to, um, you know, to stuff like utilities that access the file system. They should be able to make those for the Mac App Store. Um, yep. So uh, I really, even though I don't use the Mac, I I think it's the right thing to do uh, for developers and for users and really for everybody to have a better better Mac App Store. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm really swinging for the fences with my my Mac picks today. Uh, I, my second pick is going to be uh, an indication of an ARM transition. I also think it's too early. Um, frankly, I don't have many things that I can think of for the Mac, <laughs> so. This one would make me happy because it's interesting and exciting to see mm -hmm. something like this and could do some really fun and weird and cool things with the Mac, including like helping to enable my first pick of a shared app platform. Like that could be a big help to it if the, uh, the processor changed, like if the architecture changes. So, you know, could maybe one day give life to a dual boot os system which i don't think they'll ever do but i would really like it if they did right like a touchscreen macbook which could be ios when in a tablet mode and mac os in a keyboard mode i would really really like that product like that would be very useful to me so 
all of that, I think anything like that, any potential future like that would start with an ARM transition. So it would make me happy to see it because of some of the possibilities that could be seen, some of the possibilities that could be realized post-transitioning over to ARM. You saying you want them to start it? Or you just want the, there to be sort of like tea leave style stuff? Would you be happy with just that? Yeah, I think you know how sometimes you see these things and it makes it seem like something's coming, right? Like, like yeah, size like if we can all look at a thing and collectively people agree, it probably means this. Then I'm happy with that, right? And again, like this is one of those things that we might not see this on stage. This might come out in the days past right but and then we can you know then, then we'll know later on they might be like in the state of the union they talk about this thing and it's like oh i see what this is right and then we can maybe see something but more than anything right i would love it they just got on stage like oh by the way we're doing this it's going to take two and a half years to implement it and we're starting that transition today we recommend you will start learning swift because that's all you'll be able to use or something right like whatever um, they probably won't do that, but you never know, right? Eventually, whenever they do do this, there is going to have to be a, a time period. Um, and they're probably going to start it small, mm -hmm. right? Because they can't say, and they won't, right? We're only doing our Max going forward because then nobody buys Max for two years or whatever. Um, th there's going to be some, some stuff's going to happen and it's going to have to be slow. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but it could. I don't, I don't think it will, but it could. And because if it doesn't happen this year, maybe it will happen next year, but it's still going to take multiple years to implement anyway. So I think at this point, it feels pretty likely. So whenever it happens, it happens. And if it happened this year, I'd be happy. Yeah, I've thought it's a topic for another day, but I've thought a lot about the timing of that transition. The Intel transition took less than a year, about a year, but they had processors that were faster than what they were using. And Apple does not have that as far as we know for... Mm -hmm. Intel to ARM. So, I mean, I think that's why people say it's got to take time because they can't replace the iMac Pro on my desk yep. with an ARM machine that's as fast, again, yep. as far as we know. And it's it's an interesting topic. But, yeah, I think it would be – I agree with you. I think it's too early. But it may be that we see we start to see things that, um, that you know, are sort of like paving the way down mm -hmm. that trail a little bit. So, uh, so I'm up next. And Mac App Store was, was high mm -hmm. on my list. Uh, ARM – I have to say the ARM transition was not. Uh, but I'm going to go with improvements to the core apps. And so uh, the apps that ship with macOS, things like Mail and Messages and iCal, excuse me, Calendar, uh, these sort of core system apps, a lot of them feel very stagnant. And it's not that they haven't been getting updates, but they haven't gotten any new major features in a long time. And especially mail really feels so far behind what every other every other third party mail app on the Mac can do. Uh, it really feels basic compared to those things. And uh, I think it's time that Apple look at what's popular out there. And people want things like actions. They want things like snoozing. They want things um, that mail doesn't offer. Um, I think even more so on iOS and the Mac. But I think on the Mac, it's it's just as important. So. Spending some time in those those core apps that, that build the backbone of what what the the Mac experience is, because uh, you know those apps get a lot of use and they're the defaults and they're on the dock when you start up a new Mac, and I think they need to um, spend some time there. So we're talking some significant improvements, right? Is what you're looking for, yeah. Okay. Yes, that makes sense. 
All right, teacher, do you have a second Mac pick? Uh, yes, and I am yeah. shocked. I am shocked that nobody picked this. Okay. Um, I would love to see, honestly, a dedicated Apple Music app for the Mac. I think it's insane that Apple Music is still tied to iTunes, that does a bunch of things, has a store in it. Uh, you know, I just feel like it's time for Apple to make a standalone Apple Music app for the Mac uh, that takes basically everything you know from the iPad and iPhone version and brings it to the Mac, where it's just, you know, streaming and it's got curation, it's got Beats 1, it's got radio stations. I just think it's time to have a music experience that is free from iTunes and that allows you to open it up and listen in five seconds instead mm -hmm. of waiting for iTunes to spin up and load whatever view it wants to load. So um, it's one of the few things that I do before when I sit down to, before I do a show at my MacBook. I open iTunes and I want to put like a couple of songs on before the show. And every time I open iTunes, it's so slow and it navigates to the iTunes store. And sometimes you search for something, but it doesn't search for it in Apple Music and search for it in, in the iTunes Music Store, hate, which is I insane. So, so I just why, who wants that? Like, if I'm an Apple Music customer, why do I ever exactly. want to search the iTunes Music Store? Why do I want to do that? So I don't know how Apple could reconcile the, you know, the local music library thing. I don't know. I just want to have an app that is called Music and that allows me to click on an icon and open Apple Music. So a music app that is not iTunes. Um, that's my... Something that would make me really happy on the Mac. This will probably make people mad, but like my feeling is if you want to deal with local music, keep using iTunes. If you want to deal with streaming music, use Apple Music. Like, and I figure it's just that. Right and and like it, iTunes will stick around for people that want to do the local music thing and that's totally cool. Like you do you, but if you want to just use the streamer stuff, here's Apple Music and you can just use Apple Music and you're fine. Yeah. That I think that would work great. All right, so we still have hardware and other, um, and then we want to just throw out some picks that we didn't get to mention, which won't be scored. Uh, but before we do that, let me thank our final sponsor for this week, and that is Smile. I want to tell you about PDF Pen 10, the ultimate tool for editing PDFs and going paperless. If you use PDFs in any way, you need to see what PDF Pen 10 can do for you. There's so many new amazing features. You can add custom headers and footers to PDFs. They have a new precision editing tool to allow you to very finely edit things. You can magnify library items, take advantage of an improved color palette. The list goes on and on. There is so much amazing stuff going on in the new PDF Pen 10. You can go paperless more easily by making a whole collection of scanned PDF searchables. You could take a bunch of PDFs, turn them into a collection and save them, and then if you need to find something in them later on, you can search just search a term and it will search every PDF in that collection. That is incredibly powerful stuff, which can really help you reduce the amount of single PDFs that you have sitting in folders in Dropbox or whatever. Smile also offers PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone for editing PDFs when you're on the go. I use these all the time. I use I use PDF Pen 10 on my Mac. I use PDF Pen on my iPad. Um, I absolutely love these applications. You know, I I love using uh, my Apple Pencil with PDF Pen on my iPad. And then when I'm on my Mac, I use my Wacom tablet. I like to sign things like a real sign in person. It's really cool. Uh, I really love PDF Pen. It helps me get my work done every single day. I'm, I deal with so many contracts and stuff. 
I would lose my mind, I think, if I had to try and use preview or something for this stuff. I think I would have had to quit everything a long time before now. If you've been thinking about getting your documents in order, this is your cue to get started. Learn more right now about PDF Pen by going to smilesoftware.com slash podcast. And if they ask, tell them you heard about them on Connected. That's smilesoftware.com slash podcast to find out more about PDF Pen 10. Our thanks to Smile for their support of this show. All right, so we move into hardware, and Stephen, you're up first for hardware as we're observing the round robin. The nested mm-hmm. round robin. I don't, I don't know what that means. Hmm. Double layer round robin. Uh, hardware. So I'm going to pick um, I'm gonna pick the obvious one, if you're a Mac fan, and that is more reliable MacBook Pros. So uh, a MacBook Pro that keyboards cannot be felled by a tiny speck of dust. I'm very curious if this is a thing or when it is a thing, because I believe it is happening at some point, how Apple handles that. Is it a, hey, it's an improved third generation butterfly keyboard. And like, that's it. That's all we get. And then just over time, it it comes out that it's more uh, more reliable. So I think I think it's clearly an issue with the MacBook Pros that people are unhappy with. Developers use MacBook Pros. They have a, a good audience there of people who are pretty unhappy with their notebooks. And uh, I think it'd be a, a big win for Apple and for the people in the audience. And that's, you know, that's an important factor here of who you're speaking to. So I'm going to say uh, MacBook Pros with a improved keyboard. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know if you're going to get that keyboard yet. It would be great, right? It would be really good. Uh, I, I think there might be an update to the MacBook Pro. I don't know if it's going to be a keyboard update, but I do hope so because I know how happy it would make people, including you. All right, Federica, what hardware do you want? So I'm probably never going to get this, but I really want it and I'm going to see it. I want a new Mac Mini. <laughs> hey Because <laughs> I need to buy one. Because I did I- not think you were going to go there. So just so I can double check this real quickly, considering you picked this first, a new Mac Mini would make you happier than a new iPad Pro? A new iPad Pro would make me happy for sure. Mm-hmm. But I really want a Mac Mini because I really want a home server because I'm tired of, you know, buying things from iTunes. I want to go back to my old system that I don't want to describe, but it involves a home (laughs) server and Plex. And... (laughs) (laughs) My second perfectly legal system that I won't bother describing because you all know how that works. Yes, and um, I want a Mac Mini because I, uh, again, I, I miss Plex, I miss... Um, having the things that I used to do on the NVIDIA Shield, but I want to do from a modern Apple computer with an OS that I understand. Mm. And uh, it would also be um, you know, a great way to uh, have a backup system for, uh, for Sylvia's computer, for my computer. It would be, you know, it would be just the home server that I, that I need for entertainment, for backup purposes, for um, you know, managing shared family stuff. I want a Mac Mini. I told you months ago that I'm in the market for a Mac Mini, but Steven told me don't buy the Mac Mini. And I listen to what Steven says when it comes to Mac stuff. So I'm still waiting, and I'm mm-hmm. hoping that Apple will um, announce yeah. one. It, it really feels to me that if we make it through this year and there's still no Mac Mini update, like if we get through WDC 
I wish I agree with you. It'd be awesome for them to do it. In fact, my next hardware pick has to do with processors, and we could talk about that with the Mac Mini. But if we make it through WBDC, we make it through the fall event, we make it to that, you know, sort of Apple saying, hey, we're done for the year. At that point, I think I believe the Mac Mini's done because that's a, that's a long time without, even for the Mac Mini, which has been slow historically. It's uh, that just feels like a like a barrier that would be crossed at that point. But you know, Tim Cook says it's still a product in their lineup, so I guess you got to have some faith. So I'm I'm right there with you, man. I've got a 2010 or a 2011 or something under my TV. It's my entertainment system, like home server thing, and it's getting long in the tooth. Even with an SSD, it's it's doing. Sometimes it forgets it has an HDMI port. Sometimes it doesn't have Bluetooth. Like it's just uh, it's kind of maybe on its last legs, and I like to replace it, but. Like you said, there's nothing out there. All right. So for my hardware pick, I'm going to pick something to do with processors. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, new iPad Pro hardware is what I'm going for. Uh, okay. Because this mm. is the hardware that would make me the most happy because I love my iPad Pro. I always want more. Um, you know, I would love a new uh, 10.5 with Face ID. I, I would love a 12.9 with thinner bezels. Like I would love and some new iPad Pro stuff. Um, I would love an iPad Pro that would wake up when I tapped on the screen. Um, all of those things, and and so new iPad Pro hardware would make me uh, a very happy champion indeed. So we're not gonna. I don't think unless you want to get more specific. Nope. I've learned from the past not to get specific because that has destroyed yeah, that's, me. That's where you mess um, up. I just wanted to just give some examples of the types of things I would like to see. But just any new any new any revision to the iPad Pro will always make me happy. Even if they just even if they just yes. change some of the internals. Like I'm I'm always gonna be happy about that. Just my level of happiness will change on the scale uh, significantly depending on what I get. I I wonder about this one. Uh, I know they did it last year and it had been a while, you know, 18 months and then, you know, Mm -hmm. or so before the one before that. And I wonder if they're going to go back to a fall release. I I don't know. I would think that if there's, let's just say an iPad Pro with Face ID coming, that that would have leaked by now, especially if they're going to be up for order in, you know, any reasonable time frame. And we haven't seen anything from the supply chain. And that that alone makes me think that this may be a fall thing. I think it'd be awesome. Like I, I'm sure I'm like everyone else. Like I try to tap to wake my iPad. It doesn't work. I just stare at one password to open. And like, oh, right, I got to touch the button. Like it feels like a device from a different era now that I've had Face ID on my phone for a while. But I just don't know. I just don't know if it's this summer or if it's this fall. I, as we get closer and closer, I feel less likely about this. I was pretty confident about this. Now I feel less likely a- yeah. about it. Um, but I still want it. All right. Uh, so I'm going to return to Mac hardware because it's sort of home base and I figure you guys aren't going to guess it. Uh, I would like Apple to move the line to coffee lake processors and, uh, know about those. I know you guys have been, been (laughs) excited about that. Did you say coffee? Coffee lake. Yeah. Coffee lake. What? Coffee lake. (laughs) Coffee lake. It's a lake of coffee. What name is that? It's the it's the current generation of Intel processors. Oh, they have names? Yes, yes, they do. Well, they have multiple names though. It's confusing, right? Because Coffee Lake processors will still just be called the i nine or whatever, right? Right. Yeah, it's the generation name. Yeah, they're still i five. But they're I7, not I9, like public you know, facing names though, like KB Lake and stuff. Uh, they're enthusiast yeah, facing names. Right. I mean, Apple Apple 
Apple has used those names historically when introducing new devices. So like, oh, this is using Haswell, it's using Broadwell. So Apple does use well, them They're not on product pages, though, right? Like, you never see them. Okay. Right. Can't they just use I'm years? Just saying, like, I'm not using... trying to prove you wrong. I'm asking Can... questions. They should just say, we're using the 2018 chips and be done with it. It's easier. Mm-hmm. What this new class of processor would give Apple is the option to have more cores in their product. So you, in the class of processor Apple puts in the 13-inch MacBook Pro, there is now a quad-core SKU that Apple could put in there, giving them quad-core 13-inch notebooks. And even more excitingly, in the 15-inch, they could go to six-core. I don't think that would be the base model. I think Apple would have these at the high end of the range. But having a six-core MacBook Pro be pretty baller, especially, again, developers use these, lots of uh, content creators use these things, and having more power, especially as we get more and more multi-threaded in our applications, as shown out by the iMac Pro. I think it'd be great. Uh, Coffee Lake could also go into Federico's new Mac Mini, even though (laughs) I'd be surprised if it gets anything that new, Mm -hmm. if it gets updated. But the iMac as well, it could help, um, it could really help the iMac along. I think that Especially the 21-inch iMac, Apple has a tendency to sort of uh, hamper that a little bit uh, to hit those price points. I don't know if this would change that, but it could mean that you could have a six-core, you know, 27-inch iMac that you know and get it a little bit closer to the iMac Pro in terms of multi-threaded power. Uh, these processors are already out. Lots of uh, Windows OEMs are shipping PCs with these processors now, and I think it would be great to see Apple get aggressive again about using what Intel has to offer and and not waiting until the fall, but doing it now. They're out now and um, you know, getting getting to where they're updating the Macs on a more regular basis would I think make a lot of people happy. Where did these names come okay. from? It's a lake of coffee, Federico. It's a lake Where do these names full come of from? Coffee. Why lake? I don't get it. I don't I don't I don't know. Well, yeah. They've used lake for a long time. Yeah, but like I I figured they were naming these after real lakes. But now I don't believe that anymore. I don't. I yeah. don't believe Coffee Lake is a real place. Coffee Lake could be a real place. Let's see, Coffee Lake. It should Google be though. Maps should be, Coffee should Lake. Be a lake of Coffee. Um, I'm up next. It's in Oregon. Oh, it it is. Place. Huh. Coffee Lake. Okay. okay. Yeah. Then. Oh, it looks beautiful. Is it, is it brown? brown? <laughs> uh, I take. Uh, <laughs> it has a dusting of of cocoa powder all over the top of the lake. Uh, I uh, I I rescind my complaint. I'm going to go there. Um, I would love to have air power. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I, I've been intrigued. I've been intrigued by the idea behind air power since its uh, announcement many, many years ago. I had this idea ago. for Apple to create a wireless <laughs> inductive charging mat. I'm calling it air power. If it were coming, why wouldn't it have been yesterday? With iOS 11.4? I, I don't know. In in any shape or form, whether it's a re-announcement because maybe Apple had to change things or it just sneaks into the store when Apple updates it with the new Mac Mini and, uh, you know, all the hardware that we're looking for. Uh, I just want air power, man. I just want to put the my new AirPods and my iPhone 10 and my Apple Watch down on a single... Uh, uh, little accessory that's on my nightstand and that charges all my things at once and I get, you know, the fancy notif- battery widget on the lock screen. I just want it. Uh, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I've been intrigued by the 
concept of you know multiple devices they charge at the same time. Um, so I hope that um, you know WWDC is the good time for Air Power finally. It will make me happy. So this is a this is a. I think that yeah. there is a possibility that if they ship any other hardware, this thing will just appear on the store. I also starting to think at the same time that maybe they're going to wait until there's some hardware, more hardware that makes use of it. Or I don't know. I I can't work it out. Like, if this is a thing that they're ready to ship at any point, why wouldn't they just put it up as soon as they possibly could? Because. I don't care what anyone says. It's so late at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care mm-hmm. if people are like, they never announced the date. Mm-hmm. They didn't wait. They, they never announced this in September expecting to release it in June. That was not <laughs> a thing that they did, right? <laughs> they just wouldn't have done it. You just wouldn't do it because it's not like there were no Qi chargers, right? If Air Power was the only inductive wireless charging mat that was going to work with the iPhone, then yeah, announce it, right? But they had other ones available to sell, right? They're using the industry standard. Like, they never expected it to be this late, and it is late. Um, and so it, it, it boggles my mind. Like, if it was ready on, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, just put it on the store straight away, right? Like, just don't wait a second more. But. <laughs> We'll see. Um, I am going to stay on my iPad Pro train and ask for new iPad Pro accessories. Um, I'm going to use that as an umbrella term. That's my pick. But I did want to talk about something more specific, which is not my pick. I would like some ergonomically focused iOS accessories. I've been having some problems with my neck. And I'm seeing a doctor. And I, I, th- I think it may be the way that I have used my iPad and just devices in general i think i've spent way too much time looking down which i do with my phone all the time anyway like everybody does but i'm also doing it a lot of the time with an ipad um i've made some changes i'm elevating my ipad and using an external keyboard i'm gonna uh, we'll talk about all of this in more detail on a future episode um but i am being more conscious and it's making a big difference i can feel it already i'm still having problems but they are getting way better um and i think it's because i'm being more conscious about elevating products and like not spending so much time looking down all the time right um and this could take many forms right they could the apple could build a stand of their own or even if they just like they could introduce uh, some kind of pointing device right which would would mean less reaching out um, and, and touching things, less need to have the, the iPad close to you. Um, I don't know what it would be, but but I would really like that. But just, I always want new iPad Pro accessories. I always want refinements. I would love a, a new Apple Pencil, like a brand new like redesigned Apple Pencil. Um, I would love some uh, good advancement to the smart keyboard. If you're going to change the key switches, just leave it alone. It's fine as it is. Um, you know, just... Mm. Uh, I would love to see some stuff, but I would love to see some some ergonomically focused ones too yeah that'd be great i think there are a lot of people who um struggle with that i mean you can see there's such a huge market for mac and pc accessories in this mm-hmm. space right and uh it, it, it makes sense for apple to even if they don't even if they don't do it themselves because apple doesn't offer a keyboard you know or really a mouse or a trackpad that cater to those types of, of uses even if they said hey you know what uh New smart connector, we're going to reboot that program. It's really easy to do now. Like, just something to make that 
more approachable for other companies even to get into it, I think would be Yeah, I think I think a lot of what would enable it would be some kind of pointing device support. Even if it was just to be able to move text cursors around or whatever, um, I think that would open the door to a lot of this stuff because for as long as you still need to be tapping the screen for 100% of everything, um, you're going to need to have the device within arm's reach all the time, like comfortably. So, Federico, what do you think about all of that? I think that I would um, I would love to to see Apple make something like the stand that Jason Snell recommended and that ever since mm-hmm. both John and I have bought. Um, Me too. That's my thing. That's yeah. what I, that's one of the things. Yeah, I'm using. I, I feel yeah. like that company owes six dollars. <laughs> Huge <laughs> yeah. thanks. Um, it's out of stock, in the, or it was <laughs> at least for a bit. Uh, I'll put I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But yeah, I I would I would love to see. It has always been a worry of mine that just these devices in general, just iOS devices as a whole, like what were they gonna? What's it gonna do to us ergonomically? And I think for me at least, I'm starting to see that now. Um, so, mm. but you know, I'm making changes, so it's, I'm, I'm all good. Like, but um, I would love to see Apple maybe do something. You know, basically a 20 inch. 25 inch ipad would fix this right because a 25 inch ipad would have to be set up so differently so maybe they should just do that and then then i'll be happy to all right so we're moving into other now right this is our last round um so federico we'll start with you all right so we're free to pick anything else absolutely Uh, anything okay Mm -hmm. and i'm going to go completely open something that would make me really really happy with my Apple Watch, and that would be the Siri face opened up to third-party developers. Yeah! Are you using the Siri face? I would love to use it if only it allowed me to see data from third-party apps. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't don't use reminders, uh, even though one of my picks was a new reminders app, but that's another topic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I would love to see developers being able to plug and, you know, data into this watch face uh for siri uh apps that use time-based or location-based data so anything that is a to-do app or some kind of location-based note-taking app for example uh it could end up on the on the siri watch face um home kit clients they could end up in there you know if you're a developer and you make a home kit app uh, with a custom you know accessory control it could be in there i just wanna i just wanna use this watch face because i love the idea of um, proactive suggestions and like a timeline of your day and you can do stuff with Mm -hmm. it Uh, Mm -hmm. i love the idea i cannot use it because um Something that I do with my Apple Watch a lot is glance at my task manager, uh, which is uh, things at the moment. Um, For that, I use a complication on the modular watch face. I would love to use the Siri face because all the other things it does, like um, music control or even sometimes Apple News, which I I used to keep enabled when I I was using the Siri face. I want to use it, but it needs uh, third-party access. So I hope that it's coming with uh, WatchOS 5. Yeah, that would be really nice. Um, I'm going to go with always on screens. Mm. Mm. Everywhere? Either iPhone, Apple Watch, or both. Um, They could both do it. Uh, I would like to see either of them get it, both of them get it, you know, however it works. But we have OLED screens that can do this, and we don't have any devices that take advantage of it. 
Um, and I think that it would make big benefits for both devices. You know, being able to just see the time all the time on my Apple Watch is something I've always wanted and has been a frustration for me for as long as I've owned one. Um, and I feel like my current system of Do Not Disturb could be greatly improved if my iPhone just ticked with notification badges, like very simple, slight ones without lighting up the whole screen or whatever. Um, I think that that would be really great. I would love to see that. Um, I'd love to see any implementation of it. I also think an always-on um, iPhone 10 would work really, really nicely with a dark mode iPhone 10. I think that they would just transition very nicely um, between these two things. So that's what I would like. Uh, I had on my other list, the top of the list was any mention of AirPlay 2 or messages in iCloud. So <laughs> I guess I get a point there. No, that's not how that works. I'll stick with the wa- I'll stick with the watch theme. Uh, I would like to see new watch faces. I know there's a rumor right now that there's one coming. Really, like a, either several new ones or really breathing new life into the ones that are yeah, there. I don't even think that's a rumor. You can like I think so. If you change the date and time on your phone, you can it's unlock there. the Pride watch face now, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But yeah, sorry. yeah. So so new new watch OS faces. The uh-huh. majority of them we've had since the the watch was introduced, and the, it feels stale, and it feels like there's so much you could do there. You know, the Siri face kind of shows what's possible, but like you guys said, there's there's shortcomings there. But I'd like to see those other more traditional watch faces get updated, give us more options, give us more customization, uh, just breathe some some fresh life into that thing. Yeah, I hope for a lot of changes to to it in general. Just watch OS in general to maybe give it a boost in the arm, but we'll wait and see on that one. Uh, who's next? Oh, Federico, mm. have you got a second other pick? I do. Um, okay, just let me scroll through my notes. You got to pick uh, the right one. This is the final one. This is the final pick. I should mention that these are our final scored picks. So you got to go. You got to go for a good one. It cannot be in in any previous category, right? It has to be. I think another. it can. Yeah. Can I it th- be? I... Can it be iOS too? Like something else? Are we yeah, allowed? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Go, go for anything. Generous. This is this is called other, right? We have we've not we've not given it any kind Th- of category. This is this is how he's going to win right here, yeah. right here. Yeah. Every time you go soft on one of these things, this just is when he sl- like slides in and just. All right, all right. So, but again, uh, remember, we all win if one of us wins, right? Because it's happiness. We want each other to be happy. Yes. Um, Okay. So I'm just gonna go for something that I that I strongly and personally um, feel that it should be done. Um, There should be an initiative for from Apple on iOS to improve and monitor our screen time, and our digital health. This is something that I've been bringing up multiple times this year. It's uh, it's a topic that is really dear to me that a bunch of companies are also talking about this year. Um, I want to see uh, tools and whether it's settings or like a dedicated area of iOS where you can go in and see how you're using your devices, see which apps you're using, and just have data, insightful data that you can, you know, use to improve your habits. If you think you're using Facebook too much or Twitter too much, uh, just have data about what you're doing. And alongside that, I would love to see Apple, as part of this initiative, uh, I would love to see Apple offer suggestions or meaningful um, 
actions that you can take to change your habits. So whether it's, uh, you know, the OS being proactive and helping you curb your screen time or helping you stay, uh, you know, uh, in Facebook only for 30 minutes at a time. Um, I don't know how, but we've seen Google try to tackle this problem with the latest version of Android. And I think Apple is uniquely positioned to do this because Apple likes to say that they love um, the fact that fa entire families use their devices. They have a dedicated web page called, you know, Families. And of all the companies that should have done this uh, first, Apple, Apple should have done this first, not Google. Um, so I hope that um, this is a bigger topic and a bunch of people... Um, you know, there's a ton of discussion about um, sort of it's difficult to reconcile the fact that the same company that is selling you the phone also wants you to use the phone less. Um, I I think uh, we, we try to talk about this on Connected. I also talked about this on App Stories with John. I think it's still the right thing to do to help people, you know, give them the smartphone to buy, give them the OS, but also give them the tools to have a balanced use of these devices. And so... Uh, I, uh, having a feature in iOS that helps me understand uh, how much I use my phone, which apps I use, when I use them, and try to use them less, and that will make me really, really, really happy. So that's my final pick for the Happyometer WWDC 2018 edition. I think that's a good pick. I think it is a very likely one, too. I think this is going to be one of, if not the biggest focus of iOS for this year. Like, one of the things I stand on stage and they're like, we have a bunch of new features and it's all about digital well-being or whatever Apple call it because they won't call it that because Google did. Um, and they'll say, we have these four things. And I think I think it's going to be notifications, parental controls, and do not disturb. And it's going to all go into screen time and digital health. So... That's kind of like my overall big, big, like just prediction uh, for WWDC this year. So I think you picked a really good one. And it would also make me super happy too, because it's something that I would like to have a little bit more control over um, too in my life. Uh, my final pick is going to be a generic emoji face and emoji. Those animals are cute. <laughs> I want just the yellow face. You know, and then I, you, you give me just the yellow face and I can make any face that I want. I can choose to add things like sunglasses, you know, like basically what Apple tried to do with the um, the, the face on the Apple Watch, but as an emoji character. That's what I would like. I forgot about that. I had the hands, remember the hands were in there? Mm -hmm. oh, some hands, weird stuff the in the early... And the face. Would it recognize sunglasses or would you put the sunglasses on manually? In the emoji. I think you would put the sunglasses on. Okay. Like you'd be able to choose a couple of things like nerd glasses or sunglasses, put stars in your eyes or whatever, right? right? right. And then make more faces. I think that that would be really, really fun. Um, and I know I would use that a lot more than the current emoji. Okay. Okay. That's good. I yeah, think it's uh, a good one. I like that. So I, I've been sitting here looking at my, at my list and uh, kind of torn on where to go. So I'm just going to... I'm going to go with one that I believe I picked last year and didn't get, but it would make me very happy, and that is shared iCloud photo libraries. I have a photo library, my partner has a photo library, and the only way we share things is with AirDrop, because even the shared photo stream uh, down reses your images. Google's fixed this in Google Photos. There are solutions to this. 
We have an iCloud family account. Our iCloud links are our iCloud accounts are already linked. Uh, but there's no way to say I want to share this album with somebody else. And uh, mm. it's man, it's time. Like it's just anyone who has a multi-person household. They all use photos. They all want this, and everyone has their own stupid workaround because Apple doesn't support it. It's time. Shared iCloud photo libraries would make me a very happy man. Yeah, that was one of my wishes too. Uh, so I'm glad that you picked it. I will be happy with you if they do it. Yeah, I I don't th- I don't want that. I I don't have any problem with it. Like it's just I don't think that me and Adina take pictures of things that particularly need to be shared consistently. Mm-hmm. I am like almost a hundred percent sure that when we have kids, we will want it. Yes, but I think that right <laughs> now in our life, we just sure. don't. You know, like she doesn't need pictures of my gaming PC in a photo app, right? Like she just doesn't need that. You know, like and I get for you, Federico, there's probably a lot of pictures of the dogs. Yeah, right? we Which, have do- you know? exactly that. But yes. we don't have a thing like that. It's like, well, I just take pictures of our house because it's the only yeah. thing that we both own I mean, together. Maybe like, the gaming PC could be that thing. Maybe if you shared photos, she would come to love it. I think she she already does. She loves some of these uh, VR games, man. So. But yeah, um, I think it would be a great feature. I can totally see the use in it for other people. I know why a lot of my friends want it. It's just not a thing that I would immediately want to use. But I can see how cool it would be. Maybe the three of us could share an iCloud photo library, right? You'd be up yeah. for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for great. Sure. Federico would have pictures of his dog. Mike would have pictures of PCs he's building. And I would just have mm-hmm. pictures of Newtons. It'd be great. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And also, you 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 have a Stephen. You have a ton of uh, old Phil Schiller photos for some reason. I'd, Every, I'd, uh, I've got a couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's it. That's all the all of the pics. Yes. That can be added up to our happiness meter. Um, but we all do have extras. So I guess if there's if any of us wanna throw out just some of the things that we didn't get to pick, these are non-point scoring. We can do that. I'm just gonna throw out uh, two of mine. I want to give two of mine. Okay. Um, keyboard shortcuts for iPad multitasking. I had that. I had that. Yeah. I would love that. Um, but I think that's not going to be this year. I think that we will get it, but not this year. Uh-huh. The other one is this is a little bit. This is a little bit high concept, but I want Apple to lay out a software release roadmap now. So if they're going to do this thing where they chill a little bit, right, and maybe make things a multiple-year process, I would like them to get on stage at WWDC and say, these are some features we're going to add to iOS over the next year. Some are going to come in September. Some are going to come in March. Some will come in June. And they just show us all of them now, but they come over, like, the span of a year. Mm. Um, And... I think that that would be an interesting thing to do. Um, things are still going to get delayed, but things get delayed already. Uh, but it would at least allow Apple to get on stage and show a lot of good stuff, but not feel pressured to ship everything in September. So it would give the balance of keeping like press, media, and fans happy because they get to see a bunch of stuff at WWDC, but doesn't tie them into shipping it all in September. It's really... Hmm. That's really interesting. Apple yeah. used to do that, like years yeah. and years ago. They would even say, the iPhone. They had. Yeah. They had. This is where the idea came from. Because I was thinking about the iPhone software development roadmap, 
Well, right. That was that was a thing. No, but I mean that's my thing, right? Like that's yeah. the thing. I'm sure they've done it with it more in more detail. Well, I was going to say um, I don't even think that event was like we're doing this over the next year. It was like oh, we have an SDK. This is where we're going. But, yeah, I mean it wasn't something they checked in on a lot, but right. that would that just popped into my head, and sure. I was like, oh, that's that's a way they could potentially try and pitch this to the world. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be really in- it'd be really interesting. So I'm going to pick one out of the iOS bucket uh, mm-hmm. because I, I feel like. Anytime I try to do some of my administrative tasks in particular that very often involve files, uh, even with files app in iOS 11, I still run into uh, frustration points or I have, you know, Jason's talked a lot about this. I have audio files on SD card. I can't do anything with them on my iPad, like improved files app um, with external storage support would, would really break down. Uh, sort of the barriers that I run into a lot when mm. trying to do some very specific things on my iPad. That's not for everybody, right? Most people probably aren't pulling things off SD cards that aren't images. But in my workflow for what I do, it would make a, it would make a big difference, which is why I didn't pick it to be scored because it's, I don't think it's going to happen, but it would make me happy. Um, in this, this feels like one of those things that it's not necessarily trivial, but they've already feel. I feel like they've done the hardest part, which is having a piece of hardware required. Yeah, there's they a already have that. Yeah, right. Like they make that part already, so it kind of feels like, considering you already have this thing that you sell, why not add this because you'll sell more of them. Yeah, and it's not oh. just like people with me running around with field recorders, but like, you know, if you're going to have external storage support. It means you can plug in a, a USB drive with a bunch of pages documents on it. Like it just makes the mm-hmm. iPad easier to deal with in the in out in the world where you don't always have something like AirDrop or Dropbox available to you. Like there a physical way to get things on and off the device. Yes, it's not very 21st century, but it's it's realistic, I think, to the way a lot of people still work. Federico, you sounded upset by that. There was some moaning from Italy. No, no, no. You're good? No, 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 good? no, no, no. You don't no, think it's heresy? Um, there's a... No, no, no. I think it's fair. Um, I'm going to give you some of the outtakes from my list. Uh, let's see. <laughs> iOS. Um, Siri improvements. Um, yes. Uh, auto playback. Intense. Type to Siri becomes an official thing. Uh, chain commands, so you can ask multiple things in the same sentence. And multiple languages at once, which is something that Google does really, really well. I would have mentioned a group FaceTime, which is a thing that is still not possible. Um, and also the new Reminders app. I think it needs a new design. Uh, finally, um, on the Mac... I'm just going to go through this list, I'm sorry. Uh, it will make me happy a dedicated podcasts app and also apple news on watch os <laughs> i want to see a more customizable workout app i want to control the data points in the apple workout like i can with underscores uh, workouts plus plus and really really finally i want to see sleep tracking on the watch and real native watch os apps uh, that uh, allow developers to use ui kit on the watch so that's all the things that would make me super happy, but they don't count against our quota for <laughs> the happyometer. So we just uh, throw them into the wind, and uh, these are our wishes forever to be forgotten uh, because they <laughs> wow. don't count. They don't matter. <laughs> wow. Nothing matters. Those are all 
Those were all really good. I had a couple of those as well. I mean, FaceTime is like a relic. <laughs> it's it's just it is what it has always been. Um, and I think apps like Podcast and News and Home and those you know other handful of iOS only apps. I think they can make it to the Mac when Marzipan or you know Mike's wish of cross platform apps. It, it feels like I can just see Apple announcing this saying, "Oh." We've done it with podcast and news and tips and, you know, some other app. Like, we did it. These are our example projects. Uh, Apple likes to lead the way in those things. And so if that's really coming, I would think they would be hand in hand. But, I mean, who knows? But um, that's all really good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's done. There'll be a PDF of this in the show notes for you to keep up with uh, i know we will be watching and an it. interactive scorecard too yes. yes and the and the interactive scorecard uh that'll all be in the show notes uh you can find those show notes over on the website relay.fm slash connected slash 195 you can also find them in your podcast app of choice uh while you're on the website you can send us an email with feedback or you can do it on twitter and you can find us all there mike is i-m-y-k-e and mike hosts a bunch of great shows on relay fm go check them out you can find Federico. He's the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net, and you can find him on Twitter as Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Uh, I write 512pixels.net and host the YouTube channel by the same name, and you can find me as ISMH. We'd like to thank Pingdom, Skillshare, and Smile for supporting this episode of Connected. And until next time, when we are together on stage, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Don't forget the energy, everybody. Uh, cheerio. Adios.